I knew after meeting Jesus that if I was ever going to do anything, it had to have meaning and had to impact people's lives. And at the time, I just wasn't sure how accounting fit into that story. And yes, I was like, okay, well then if I'm going to do accounting, it has to be not for profit accounting because that matters or, you know, but really when Jesus came and intervened in my story with my health, I just knew that I had to do something. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber with the Sit Up Podcast. And remember, you can look us up on Facebook or you can send questions to me at Leroy Barber on my Twitter or Facebook. We are in Tampa at the Underground Network and doing a series on innovation from here. And uh, today's questions. First of all, we're going to we're going to be talking to uh, someone who is an accountant. (laughs) And I laugh because I am I went to school for accounting. People don't know this. And uh, it was the furthest thing from what I should have been studying in college. Uh, And it's funny uh, because uh, there is there is kind of this stereotype about accountants Uh, and uh, that will be broken today, I am sure, in this podcast. So what does it mean to thrive? What is thriving mean or look like to you, right? Is it spiritual? Is it physical, right? Like, what is it? What does it mean to thrive? How do you, how do you feel about your body image? How does that play into your thriving, right? Is it, are the two connected? The, so, you know, there's some there's some folks who think, you know, we're going to get a new body in heaven. So this one doesn't matter right here on Earth. I don't know if you've heard that, but that there's there is that idea out there. So because you're going to get a new body, does the one here matter? What is a what is a what is how do you deal with stress? How do you handle it? Um Does it work on your body? Does it does it weigh you down physically? Does it work on your mind? Are you are you awake at night? How do you handle that? What do you think about qualifications? Do you qualify? How do people get qualified for something? What makes them uh, able to do it? Who, who accepts you to be qualified? Where does your approval come from? What makes you feel like, uh, I'm approved here in this space? Our, uh, much of, much of our society is performance-based, right? You do well, you get approval, Right? And that approval shaping our identity sometimes. Where does that approval lead, right? Where does that lead when we're talking about body image? The change in your body image, you gain weight or you lose weight. 
and you feel approval or you feel less approval, where does that lead for people? And then how do you adjust? How do you, how do you adjust your life? How do you deal with the changes that happen? How do you deal with a move from one place to another? How do you deal with a job uh, change significantly? And what in the world, I know you're thinking it, does this have to do with innovation? Well, today we're going to talk to Brianna Wilkerson. Brianna is the managing director uh, here at the Underground Network. She is from the Cayman Islands and now lives here in Tampa. Check this. Brianna was, was an accountant at Price Waterhouse. And now she's going to talk to us from an innovative space about the things we, we, I, just, I just ask questions about. This is going to be fascinating. You're going to hear from an accountant today who is now the managing director uh, at Underground Network. Drew's going to carry out this interview this afternoon, our producer. This is the Sit Up Podcast. I am Leroy Barber. Remember to hit us on Facebook or Twitter and share us out. We'll be right back. It can seem that nothing leaves a mark like wounds do, but the funny thing about wounds is given time to heal, they make the most beautiful tattoos. Some people call them scars. But in the eyes of the right beholder, they can be art. Love doesn't keep secrets. Love chooses to see, forgiving and accepting that you've been forgiven set you free let's begin blank paper and pen stories to tell battles to win Welcome into the Sit Up Podcast. I'm the producer of the Sit Up Podcast, Andrew Morgan, in for Leroy Barber. And we are here in Tampa, Florida, and we've been at the Voices Conference talking to brilliant innovators. And we've brought you several podcasts from some of uh, the most innovative minds you could imagine. And today we're going to do the exact same thing again. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hi. Yeah. My name is Brianna Wilkerson. I'm currently the managing director of the Underground Network. Uh, just started that recently, so I'm just here learning and figuring out how to serve this wonderful ministry and church. So tell me a little bit about how you got connected to the underground. Yeah, sure. So going, uh, growing up, I was a Christian, and then when I came to university here at University of Tampa, I got involved with the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, which at the time that uh, student ministry was connected to the underground. Many of the under people who started the underground came out of InterVarsity, and so. I just love the way that they did mission, calling, church, community worship. And after I graduated, me and my husband moved back to the Cayman Islands, started in a varsity there, but we always had a longing for the way that the underground did church. So we would visit, we would do conferences. And then one recent conference, I came and just spoke to the executive director, just felt it on my heart to talk to him. And one thing led to another and now I work for the underground. So, uh, but yeah, so it's always been probably for the last eight or nine years, I've had a connection with the underground. So what's your passion and your mm -hmm. vision when it comes to uh, the underground? Yeah. So I love developing people. I love seeing people really be healthy and thrive in all areas of their life. I feel like God has given us a life that he wants us to flourish and thrive in and having it to its full. And so for me, I would say part of my passion is really developing people in their whole life. But part of my story is centered around physical health. 
and my own struggles with body image, with eating issues and own health issues that eventually led me to really God speaking into that and saying, hey, you're worth more than this, but I want to show you how to care for yourself first by like really caring for your body. And from that place, recognizing that, yes, our body is God's temple. Uh, we experience God, we experience this world in our body. So how can we really take care of it and see that as a loving act of worship? And so actually before coming back to the underground, I started my own business, health and health and wellness coaching. And that's a passion of mine is to start people, start with helping people in their health, their physical health, and then kind of, okay, now we can open up the doors to the rest of your life and really look at other areas that need to be well. So I want to, I want to explore one portion mm -hmm. of what, so many parts of what you said I want to explore, but let me start with, you started your own business. Yes. What was that leap of faith like? Well, you know, I was working as an accountant actually at PricewaterhouseCoopers in the Cayman Islands. And I knew after meeting Jesus that if I was ever going to do anything, it had to have meaning and had to impact people's lives. And at the time, I just wasn't sure how accounting fit into that story. And yes, I was like, okay, well then if I'm going to do accounting, it has to be not for profit accounting because that matters or, you know, but really when Jesus came and intervened in my story with my health, I just knew that I had to do something, whether that was just helping out someone, you know, sharing my story. And really for me in from the Cayman Islands, which is very small, I was, I was just started to be exposed to that. There's more ways to do a career. There's more ways to make income. There's more ways to follow your passion than you have been exposed to on a normal basis. So I just started blogging, to be honest. And I was just like, I'm just going to share what I've learned. And hopefully this inspires people to know that there's freedom in this area and there's ways to take care of yourself that isn't depriving or disempowering. And from there, I just started to see that, wait, you know, I, I could make this a business. I could right. be profitable helping people. This is cool. And so one step, one thing led to another, and it was definitely a journey. Uh, I got my health coaching certification and just started to ask questions and connect with people that if I wanted to do this as a business, what would that look like? Right. Yeah. So going into, so what exactly is health coaching? Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit of that for me? Yeah, I think for everyone, it differs in exactly where they niche down and where they focus. You know, health overall can be many arching things. I think people tend to think it's just nutrition or exercise, which are two very important elements of our health, what we eat to nourish our body and our mind and how we use our bodies. But for me, I would say it's actually way more than that. And what I focus on is really helping women in particular have a healthy body that they love, that they're proud of, and in ways that is honoring to their body. So I tend to focus on nutrition, exercise, stress management, because oh. we're all stressed. And yeah. that actually leads to a lot of health issues, uh, sleep, digestion, um, toxic load and toxic exposure, and then our mindset and habits. Because the reality is many of us want to change things in our health and change things in our life. But if we don't really think about our habits and what we've actually been doing, it's actually hard to have sustainable change. And so I really work with, for me in health coaching, helping people just establish, you know, simple ways of living in those seven areas. Okay. So making the, the jump from doing, you know, from having that type of business, show me the, the bridge between that and what you're doing with the underground. Yeah, I think... I think for me, I didn't realize what a innovative mind or entrepreneurial or visionary 
mindset I had until I started a business, until I took that risk that, you know, I don't see anything out there like this that is caring for people in this way. So I'm just going to start it. I have no idea what I'm doing. Probably not the most qualified or most experienced, but I'm just going to try. And I think that's what the underground is about is it's about empowering people to follow God's calling and God's mission. Everyday people who may not be the most qualified in our world standards, but has a calling from God. Therefore, that's what makes them the most qualified. So the underground network is really focused on helping people surrender their lives to Jesus, get them connected to God and a community, and then try to engage every evil in the world. And that takes innovation, that takes entrepreneur, uh, you know, mindset and so forth. So I think that's what helped me prepare me even for this and seeing that that's very much part of our DNA here at the underground. So I ask you a question about like what, you know, what's your vision and mm-hmm. hope for, for the job? What about you personally? Mm-hmm. Because you've got this professional world uh, here and then you've got the coaching, yeah. and you've got a family life. So where do you want to see yourself on a personal level um, later on down the line? Yeah, that's a great question. That's what I've been wrestling with in this season, too. I think for me, I'm always trying to listen to the Lord and ask him, you know, what do you want to do in this season to prepare me for the future? And I don't have kids yet, but I definitely think, I think he's preparing me for that. What does that look like to continue to make an impact and influence others for God, for his kingdom whilst having a family? And so I feel like I'm in the season of just figuring out what that means. I don't know if that means I'm going to continue in this, you know, ministry career or if I'm going to go full time with a family, but I am just always thinking about that. Like, how can I set myself up from now that wherever God calls me, that it's a smoother transition and I can still do his work and his kingdom work where I'm at. So we've talked a little bit about the future, but uh, Mm -hmm. let's go back just a little bit further, Mm -hmm. a lot further uh, to your roots. Like, Mm -hmm. so growing up, you, you know, you mentioned that you've, you had health issues, body image issues, all these different things. What were some of the root causes of some of those things? Yeah. I think as a woman, uh, prescribing often to a certain idea of one, how I should look, uh, how my hair should look, how my body should look, but also what it takes to succeed well in this world. I think for me, I just always thought, okay, I need to look a certain way. I need to act a certain way and I need to perform a certain way. So for me, this idea of perfection really drove a lot of what I did, that my worth was in what I did, how I looked. And so, you know, I was kind of overweight as a kid and just got into sports and naturally that, you know, kind of, I just got to a better body size and body weight, but I started to be affirmed a lot in that weight loss, I started to be told, oh, well, you look really good. And so in my mind, as a young teenage girl, it's like, okay, well, in order to be affirmed or approved, I need to keep looking this way. And so it just got to an extreme and got really unhealthy, was way too skinny, exercised way too much. And same thing with school, I wanted to achieve and perform so people can continue to affirm me. So I was just really looking, I think most of us at a teenage age, looking for a place to belong and to know that who I am is enough, but it seemed like what was being affirmed was what I do. And even though that's not true, you know, you can make up things in your mind. So I think for me, many of that was linked to my desire just to belong and be of worth. So how did that play in with your first interactions with Jesus? Like how mm-hmm. did, how did that lead you to, to him? Yeah. I mean, I, I became a Christian when I was about eight years old. And so I was raised in a Christian school and all of that, but 
there was always this, this, there was like, I was missing something like missing this thing that everyone talked about and sang about. And I think for me, it was his love. I was still viewing Jesus as this kind of performance based things. You know, you pray the prayer, you respect him, you be a good, you go to church, but I was really missing the fact that he loved me and he came to save me. And so it wasn't until I joined in a varsity and went to, you know, different conferences that God like invaded that space, eradicated those lies and was like, I love you now. And so therefore everything that you, you do in your life, my love must inform that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of. What's the healthiest way to intervene with someone who's been in a position like you were in? You know, you were you noted that you were in a place where you were exercising a little bit too much. It became, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat of a, an obsession, so to speak. Um, how do you intervene with someone who's in those spaces? I think there's one thing is recognizing that there's a root and there's a symptom to think. So for me, this, that was the symptom was exercising too much, not eating enough. And then actually opposite. when I got really stressed, I overate and became an emotional eater. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. But as I grow older, I realize that's actually not what the issue was. It was this, for me, there was a lot of other things happening in my life at the time that I felt like I just lost control. There were so many changes and how I was dealing with that was over-exercising or overeating. And so I think the biggest thing is if people are willing to do the work is for people to really talk and ask people what's really going on. Don't try to fix what you see, fix, ask questions to help people to get to the root to heal of what's going on on the inside. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. So do you have any success stories yet? I know you just Mm -hmm. got here, Mm -hmm. but give me an ideal scenario of the type of success you would like to see with your work here with the underground. Yeah, I just think the underground, the work we do is so vast, so big. It's so complex, yet so good. And I think for me, I just want to continue to to create systems for our organization that really help people thrive in their job and help our team, our staff support the missionaries on the field. And so I just think there's so much we're doing. I just want to create, I'm all about efficiency too, just create a system where we can put our effort in, in such a way that it's just beautiful for everyone else. And so I think for me and also for the people that's like system wise, organization wise, but system wise, I would love to see every staff member here personally, just grow and develop more into the person God's called them and be both professionally and personally. Okay. So, so what's the transition? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my last question no. for you. Cause I, I was really just thinking, cause this is such a fascinating life and I mm-hmm. don't want to be too invasive with my sure. questions, yeah. but what, what's the transition of uh, been like for you? One, you know, from the professional going from kind of doing your own thing for yeah. a season to now doing this mm-hmm. with others and just the personal transition of, you know, the environment change. Yeah, it's been a transition. One minute it feels really good. Next minute I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I think professionally, you're right. Like working on my own, kind of managing my own schedule, managing my own thing to now working with 30 people is is so different. And I love it. But it's been it's been hard because there's been a bit of a grief uh, and a bit of a loss of you feel like, man, this thing I've given my life to the last three or four years that is like my baby. I just don't have as much time for it. Is it going to still grow? Is it going to still be able to make an impact? Am I going to still be able to do it? Because it's my passion and I believe it's a part of my calling. And so trusting the Lord with that has been where I'm at. Just continuing giving it to him and saying, God, this is you started this business. You started this. So you need to sustain it and you need to 
tell me what the time frame is now. And same thing personally, you know, Cayman, 60,000 people, small town, you know, it's, I miss the small environment. The States is way bigger. And so I think personally, it's been like just figuring out where do I fit? Where do I belong? And, uh, giving myself time to figure that out. I think in transitions, we just rush it. Just allow the Lord to just really tell, you know, for me, allow the Lord to tell me why you're, why I'm here slowly, but surely allowing him to speak and move. So that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you've given us a lot of good advice, Mm -hmm. a lot of wisdom on transition by Mm -hmm. just sharing your truth. Uh, You've shared a lot about what, uh, what the underground is, uh, how you got involved in everything. And so is there anything else that you would want to share with us or or, or dive into before we get out of here? I think that's it. I just really, I think if I did have to share something, my heart is really for people to just always envision more. I think God is a God of imagination, a God of creation. And we, if we reflect his image, like what are we supposed to create? What else are we supposed to do? And to not be confined to a box and to think outside of it and ask the Lord to lead that process in your ministry, in your business, in your relationships, in your life. I just feel like God has more for us. That's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us here on the Sit Up Podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.